This is the Multi Geek Show, episode 7 for October 1st, 2009. Um, in this episode, we're going to talk about some uh, Dante's Inferno, perhaps the work in literature, perhaps something else. We're going to talk about emoticons, what they are and how old they really are. We're also going to mention some interesting movie titles and what those titles are overseas and a lot more. Uh, you might even also find out why there was a Japanese billboard with a 7-Eleven logo on it. You can reach us at multigeekshow at gmail.com. You can also check out the blog at www.multigeekshow.com. You can reach us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash multigeekshow. And you can also find us on Facebook. Just do a search for multigeek, M-U-L-T-I-G-E-E-K. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll get right into the show. Do you remember that old HBO bumper? I do, now that you jog my memory. Like, I couldn't remember it at first, but it's the one with the, like, sleek, plasticky, silver-looking HBO logo flying through a painted starfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it had that song. Yeah. Yeah. I love that song. I love that. Wait, I have a better idea. Hold on. Ready? Go. I am so 13 watching R-rated movies at night when my parents are asleep. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's all the rainbow swirls going around the O. The following movie has been the rated R. The following movie has been rated PG by the oh. Motion Picture Association of America. Aww. Parental guidance is suggested. It's probably E.T. <laughs> and I'm sad because I was like, I wanted to be Predator. A few months ago, um, that song just popped in my head. I don't know why, but I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And so I, I found it on YouTube. See, what's crazy is that you remembered it was the HBO theme. Why? I just, well, because I am, there are so many songs that pop into my head, and I will sing them and sing them and sing them. I'll be like, what is that? And I won't ever remember what it's from. Mm-hmm. And then occasionally it's from the weirdest stuff. Yeah. The weirdest that just stuff. just seems so distinct to me, so... Yeah, no, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's no, pretty it was, epic. It is epic. I do remember that. I'd totally forgotten about it until you brought yeah. it up. That's good. Well, I have a uh, an interesting question to ask you. Okay. Um, have you heard of the movie Cloudy with a Chance of Falafel? Yes. You have? Yeah. Isn't Where? that the, the France version or the French version? Uh, you got me. I thought I was going to pull one over on you. No, no. it's actually... Um, I guess in my head that went, no, it's supposed to be cloudy with a chance of meatballs. And then I'd go, well, actually. So I'm just going to edit that in as though it happened. So viewers (laughs) or listeners, if someone's watching us right now, I'd be a little creeped out. (laughs) No, but um, anyway, yes. Cloudy with a chance of falafel is what the film Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is called in Israel. Oh. And uh, I thought that that was kind of... Not even funny, because I understand that to different audiences, different things are popular. And I just thought, for me, I wonder if it's because they wouldn't know if the meatballs were kosher. Hmm. Like, they wouldn't want to do that. 
I don't know how that works. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, there were some interesting movie titles, um, and this was uh, from an article that I found on Current.tv. Um, there were there were a few of these like movie titles, and some of them made me laugh out loud. Um, Three Men and a Baby. Mm-hmm. It is called Marx, Lenin, and Mao Change a Diaper. <laughs> <laughs> That's in China. Whoa. How about, these are all three. The Naked Gun, you remember with Leslie Nielsen? Uh-huh. That was called The Gun Dies Laughing. <laughs> okay. Where is that at? Jo- all three of these are from the same country. I want you to guess. Oh. George of the Jungle was The Jungle Dies Laughing. <laughs> and Basketball was The Ball Dies Laughing. Really? And all those are from the same country. Now, it's one of the two that I just said. Oh, is it China? It's Israel. Oh. And I guess that that's how they denote comedies. I'm just assuming. If Hmm. they named all three of those comedies, whatever its, like, subject matter was, and then tack on the, like, the suffix, Mm -hmm. (laughs) dies laughing. I guess that's to insinuate, hey, audience, you're going to die laughing. Mm -hmm. So... Anyway, I, I I thought those were kind of funny. How about um? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, Boogie Nights. Okay, that's a film. It's a set piece. No, no, no. I'm sorry. It's a period, um, like comedy drama kind of movie mm-hmm. about the pornography industry in the United States. Well, that is in uh, in China. The title for that is His Great Device Makes Him Famous. <laughs> oh my. That's a little blue. That's a little risque, but it made me laugh out loud, so I, I included that one. Um, <laughs> Army of Darkness <laughs> is called Captain Supermarket. What? In Japan. Oh, my gosh. Shop smart. Shop Captain Supermarket smart. <laughs> Porky's, the 80s kind of smutty you know, mm-hmm. you know, comedy is named Tofuis oh, <laughs> in no. China. Um, and then what movie do you think this is <clears throat> in Argentina? It's called Vaseline. I don't know. Grease. Uh, <laughs> right. Hey. Yeah, it's kind of like, Oh, okay. Now the one that was, had more of, um, I don't know. Th- this one kind of had a little more depth than just, what can we do to get our audiences of this nationality into the theater? This one I thought was interesting. There was a film um, that was in 1979 in the United States called The China Syndrome. Mm-hmm. And that was, it, it tells a story of, it, it's a reporter and a cameraman who discover that um, nuclear power plant is unsafe and that there, there are cover-ups at this nuclear power plant. And so the, the film itself became a blockbuster because a couple weeks later, there was an incident where a nuclear power plant did have some problems. So people were like, what is going on? So they went and saw this movie. Well, when they released it in China, I guess they didn't want to call it the China Syndrome because it was about this nuclear power plant melting down. The reason why they call it the China Syndrome is they were joking, saying that the the, the phrase is the concept that the reactor would melt down through to China. Oh, that's how, you know, powerful and ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Well, they named the movie, this drama, and the poster has three of the actors faces, one of those like in a nuclear power plant on it. (laughs) The Chinese just named it American Nutballs. (laughs) (laughs) 
thought that was really funny. Yeah. But, I, you know, I'm not sure. It's one of those things where it's literally lost in translation. I don't think that the Chinese audience, it would be like if there was a crazy movie about something like that and it was called The America Syndrome. Mm-hmm. We'd be like, why is this, you know, if they didn't explain it in the movie uh-huh. or if it was lost in translation, we might be a little upset. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, those are just, I saw that on the internet and I thought, I got to share that with Jason. Yeah. I think it was from a website called The Huffington Post. Mm-hmm. I'll have to look that up, but. So, yes, those are alternate movie names that I enjoyed very much. It's funny, the things you have no idea about just because of the society, the country that you live in. Yeah. Yeah, and then imagine how these other societies, their their culture, their um, food choices, their everything about them makes some of our entertainment almost moot in some ways. Things that we think are funny that are tropes or mm-hmm. iconic that were like oh yeah when you say cloudy with a chance of meatballs it insinuates immediately oh wow it's it's gonna rain food mm-hmm. but i wonder if that food isn't necessarily as popular in israel so if they said yeah. that it'd be like what mm-hmm. like if you did say cloudy with a chance of falafel would you think the same thing i don't know i think i would probably think oh health food it's a health food movie hmm. or something more like that like yeah. If I hadn't seen the poster, just heard the title, I might think, oh, is this like about the future? Like our forecast is cloudy unless we change how we eat. Yeah. Because falafel to me is more vegetarian or vegan. Mm-hmm. Where when you say meatball, I think indulge. It's Italian, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Oh, well, that was interesting. Huh. Yeah. Would you ever call a 1-900 number to cry? Um, I don't think so. 1-900 numbers usually are... They, in my mind, when you say, oh, it's a 900 number, that means like, quote, unquote, adult entertainment. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'd cry when I saw the phone bill. Yeah. Yeah, that was a stupid joke. But <laughs> <laughs> that was dumb. Okay. And I'm not going to edit it out either. Okay. We don't do that. No, but I don't think I would. You mean call it specifically just to cry? Yes. I don't understand. I don't either. So watch this video and maybe you'll understand. Okay. All right. We're going to play a video and you apparently don't need to see because there's a lot of, um, there's just a lot of sound, but really it's just people, people crying, just people crying. So I'm imagine different people dressed like they're in the nineties with shoulder pads and feathered hair Ugh. crying. <laughs> What makes people all over America break down and cry like this? Call 1-900-740-3500 and hear it for yourself. Two dollars per minute. If you're under 18, ask your parents before you call. 1-900-740-3500. How absurd. I am so tempted to call that number. Yeah. Do you think that this is the 90s version of, do you want this crazy fog ringtone? If you want this crazy fog ringtone, text 1997 to 60664. I hate that crazy frog with a passion. He is crazy. Stop it. I hate Or whatever his song is. Um, um, that is really... It's so bizarre. Bizarre is the I've exact word I would use. never That's, seen that commercial. 
Jason, I want you to call a phone number to prove that you have feelings. Like, what is this? Is this, are you in a dead-end job? Do you feel like you have a crusted, dried-out soul? (laughs) Call this number to prove that you're alive. It's better and cheaper than cheating on your loved one. (laughs) Like, is that what that is? I I just want to know what they were being told that would make them cry. Okay, let's stop and Google it, and let's see if we can find anything on it. All right. Disappointment. We couldn't find anything. Ah, poo. We just found a bunch of posts about the video and a lot of funny jokes about what it was possibly saying. Like, one of them was just saying, leave your name, number, social security (laughs) number, and everything like that to verify, like, an information phishing phone number. Yeah. And then one person made a funny point. They were saying, I wonder if this is some Jesus thing. (laughs) <laughs> Some kind of it was that it would be just like televangelists in the '90s to have people pay two dollars a minute to hear a sob story, <laughs> and so it might be like a salvation thing. But that would be crazy if it was two dollars a minute. Yeah. Huh. So if anyone knows anything about that and followed that uh, rabbit trail and found an answer, contact us. Let us know what's going on, and uh, we would love to hear from you. So you just watched the trailer or like a, an interview kind of preview for Dante's Inferno. Yes, which... The video game. The video game, uh, which is... um, It's going to be released in... Well, unless there are delays. It'll be released uh, February of 2010. um, And it's by EA. Mm -hmm. Um, And this game is like one of those... I guess what I, I, I call epic hack and slash. Yeah. Like God of War or... And, um... Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry, where it's the lone hero. Castlevania. Castlevania. Yes. Um, Where it's the lone hero versus insurmountable odds. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, this is hack and slash, though, which is different from, say, Shadow of the Colossus, which is, that's not hack and slash. Mm -hmm. Um, So, these games are all about the combo. They're all about the awesome weapon. Mm -hmm. They're all about, you know, that kind of thing. So, from what I saw... The gameplay footage, um, I'll say what, what I thought lacked first. Okay. Um, I had to get used to the character design and the art design of it mm-hmm. for just what I saw because I thought, hmm, it looked a little mundane for the fact that it was supposed to be in hell mm-hmm. to me. Right. So um, the things that I thought were really cool about it were the fact that they have the source material built in Mm -hmm. they have the divine comedy you know and they have that obviously at their disposal to go through and i love when works are taken and then they're given this alternate subtext layer like you can go through and it's like it's a standalone work of classic literature Mm -hmm. but then they take all those things and show you hey this is what it really meant and this is what's going on and they took the character of dante not the poet but they took a different iteration of dante um they made him a crusader, and they dropped him in there, and it's him kind of fighting through his own sins, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Yeah. So I really love the concept. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of got used to the the art design and the character mm-hmm. designs and things like that. Well, it I didn't show much in the trailer there, so that's why I was showing you the concept art. Right. Then, so that, I was going to move on to say that's exactly right. Then mm-hmm. we went to the official page and there was concept art now if you've read the divine comedy you know that there are different circles of hell um 
I like this too because it doesn't go ridiculous over the top. I wouldn't consider this horror. Yeah. It's just like action. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like bleak action. Mm-hmm. Um, that looked really interesting. The different things that they decided to choose to represent. Yeah. And the different, like they have greed, which uh, they have gluttony. Like in greed, there's molten gold pouring down the sides. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really cool. In gluttony, there's Cerberus, the three-headed hellhound. Yeah. And he looks creechy and hungry like he would yeah. guard gluttony mm-hmm. like he doesn't look like usually cerberus is usually like a dog yeah, a yeah. literal dog that they choose to put three heads on whereas mm-hmm. this is more of a beast yeah it looks neat yeah it looks pretty neat and uh what do you think i think it I'll, i also think it looks neat yeah i wasn't excited about it until i went to the site and looked at that concept art especially the gluttony level because that just looks awesome to me yeah it looks like you're inside of a stomach uh yeah, I'm really interested to see um, the rest of the levels, what they look like. Yeah, they've got anger, lust. Well, I mean, you know, the big seven. Yeah. Um, which, interesting fact, do you know those actually, those seven specifically aren't listed in the Bible? No, I didn't that know. That was actually, I, if I'm not mistaken, the Catholic Church made those. Well, hello. Well, I mean, there are examples of those sins in the mm-hmm. Bible, but there's mm-hmm. never a, these are the seven deadly sins. Yeah. Um. I can't remember. I saw it on the History Channel, and there was one specific, I want to say he was a monk or a cardinal. It wasn't a pope. Maybe it was a pope. But he made the list of, hey, there are a lot of different sins. Of course, there are the Ten Commandments, but here are the seven that are really deadly. Mm -hmm. It's not the seven only sins. It's the seven deadly sins. Right. They're saying these are the ones that will kill you, and here's how and why. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, but it's kind of cool because he... Dante in the game, mm-hmm. he has a huge scythe. Yeah. And uh, apparently if you watch the intro, did you watch the intro to the game? No. Um, I guess you can watch an introduction video to the game, and it shows you where and how he gets it. How do you know that? Um, online. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The magical interwub. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was kind of cool. Do you know about any of the marketing they've been doing for this game? No. But I bet it's a... Hell of a marketing plan. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. It, get it? That I, I wasn't saying the swear. I was, <laughs> their slogan for this game is go to hell. Yeah. Which makes sense. Well, yeah. You know, that's where they want you to do. But what, no, what are they doing? Um, well, the first thing they did was that, I think it was at Comic-Con. Um, it was called Sin to Win. And what you had to do was go up to a booth babe and do like a lustful act towards them oh wow take a picture of it well how do you like that and uh send it in like the best one i guess would win i'm sure no indecency no well I, they probably wanted that what it, it didn't go over so well <laughs> no i mean like no nudity right I, I don't i don't know what the boundaries were for that wow i don't know that's extremely controversial it was i don't want to see a fat nerd's junk yeah, well, I don't know if you would go that far, but... I would never go that far. No, I, I don't know oh. if anybody went that oh, okay. far. That's but... what I was kind of getting at. Yeah. In so I, many ways. I have no I idea. Like, I didn't see any of the pictures. L- I don't know. <laughs> lucivious content. But yeah. Anyway. Nobody really liked that one. Um, the next one was uh, Gluttony, and they sent different... Um, I would win. Different bloggers <laughs> a cake that looked like a severed... Foot, I think I would eat that cake. 
sure you would. Fast. Was there like a puzzle inside? Because I would have ate the puzzle. I don't think so. Oh. I think that's all it was. And then the, the next one they did was Greed. And what they did was send uh, these different bloggers a $200 check. And it was like a really nice, cool looking check with like skeletons on it and everything. It was a valid check though. You could cash it. And they, uh, so they're giving them the the choice to either cash it or or not keep it as a keepsake. Like, look, this is a really cool thing I had. Yeah, um, some people cashed it, and right away they donated the money to charity. Like that was what they thought would be a good thing to do with that. Oh, to to fight greed. Yeah. Ah. Other people, um, I think on Kotaku, they they burnt the check. Um, now, but, what would be the point of that? I don't know. Not not cashing it, not taking the money. Yeah, but you you're can, rejecting. You can keep it, and then have a cool check and be like, "Hey, remember that time we got this check and we never cashed it?" Yeah, but it's it's like you know spitting in their face, like, "No, we're not going to do this. We're going to burn your check." All right, okay, kind of like that, I guess. Yeah, uh, hey, more power but, to Kotaku. Um, it's a good statement. I, I just don't agree with the statement. Someone on De- Destructoid cashed theirs, and maybe they kept the money, or they did. They didn't donate to charity or anything. Good for you. And um. They were sent a a severed hand. It was like, you know, it was... A real hand of no. <laughs> one of the editors of Kotaku. Help us. Help us all right now. We're involved in this. You know those fake hands that you can buy, like, at Spencer's? A yeah, it's, it's pretty much, like, like, it's a rubber one, and yeah, it's got, yeah, like, the, like the little bone sticking out of it. It's got foam inside, I guess. Yeah. And it was, like, gripping gold coins in its hand. Uh-huh. And it was saying something about, you know, how they they succumbed to greed yeah. Because I cashed it and they because I cashed it, I guess. That's cool. So I think that's all they they've done so far. Okay, let me just, just say something right now. Okay. If you send me a check for two hundred dollars, it's not greedy to cash it. Yeah. No, I understand. okay, listen. Well, it's just, you know, part of the market. I was just gonna thing. say, I understand the principle of it. I'm not I just think that that's awesome and I would have cashed mm-hmm. I would have cashed the fire out of that check. Yeah. Fast. And I'm the winner because I get a cool keepsake in addition to $200. <laughs> Burn that. How, how? If you cash it, you don't keep the check. No, I get a severed hand. Oh, I see. Aha. Hey. Look at that. I don't know. But if you're... I, I get the idea behind if it. If you're the writer of a blog, though, I don't know if the readers would like that you did that. I would tell them, listen, these people sent <laughs> yeah. me for free out of nowhere by no action of my own other than writing an internet blog yeah. they sent me free $200 and they're saying it's greedy but just because they say it's greedy doesn't mean it's greedy mm-hmm. if i buy you dinner <clears throat> okay <laughs> i i take you out and buy you dinner i'm not going to stand at the register and go jason you have a choice <laughs> now you can take this delicious third pounder meal large and you can you can get it plain or i can keep my own money but if you take this you will be greedy <laughs> you know what i mean yeah i just don't i i okay again before anybody says well you're missing the spirit of the thing i get it i think it's awesome i think it's really cool and i love that different bloggers did different things mm-hmm. i like to believe that different bloggers did different things hopefully based on what others did like here's what i mean you're playing Fable. You're playing Fable 2. Mm-hmm. You have a couple of... There's a couple of times... No spoilers here. There's a couple of times in that game, especially 
one particular point where you have three different choices that will give you three totally different outcomes. Mm-hmm. It's like if you and two friends are playing the game at the same time. You have chosen one already. Your other friend chose the other one. I would hope friend number three would go, all right, I got to see what it does. Yeah. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Hopefully the bloggers would go, well, let's see. They, they burned it. They cashed it. Let's, you know, not, let's see what's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I, I still think it's awesome. It's very, very, very sharp marketing. Mm-hmm. I just, and I'm sure they don't really think it's greed, but that's really yeah. clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So nice. I don't think, if my blog readers were like, that was greedy, I'd be like, you might be reading the wrong blog uh-huh. because that's not greed mm-hmm. to, to accept free money. That is wise. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh-huh. but that's a really, really cool marketing campaign. <clears throat> the whole thing, yeah. everything from the cake to the the check all yeah. that stuff mm-hmm. that's really cool yeah <laughs> like you said yeah the lustful i don't know i don't, I don't want to see anybody's business or anything yeah i'm not in the business of looking at business <laughs> yeah. and business is not good <laughs> so but that's cool so check that out um the official site is www.dantesinferno.com, and you can go on there and check out the videos and everything like that i think it's probably rated for teen i don't think that there's yeah there's some animated violence. There's some videos about the Crusades. Oh, you're and talking about just the website. Yeah, the website. Okay. Um, you, you, you're going to see some animated violence. So I, if you have kids um, who are 14, 15, and you don't want them to see that, then uh, you actually you probably don't want to take your kids there until you screen it because it's up to you as a parent to decide whatever you think is good for your kid. But it's it's probably like, I'd say 15, 16, you know, yeah. personally. But uh view it and you make your own choice but just uh wanted to give a little warning there anyway next i wanted to talk about something that we're doing on the multi-geek blog um that's uh www.multigeekshow.com and jason and i what are we doing tim this is what we be doing (laughs) you actually showed me this site and what we're going to be doing is we're going to be taking um pieces of art from a popular website uh, that we love, and we're going to be posting them on our blog. And here's here's what I mean. Um, there's a website called DeviantArt.com, and it's this is actually an American online community based out of Los Angeles. But the entire thing is about showcasing all different kinds of user-made artwork. Uh, it's been around since 2000. Um, right now, apparently... It has more than 10 million members hmm. and somewhere in the neighborhood of 105, 106,000 submissions are given per day. Huh. But um, the general idea is that it, it, no matter your skill level, no matter your audience, no matter your, um, I guess your canvas, whatever, whatever you decide, your, what's the word I'm looking for? Your tools of the trade. You know, whatever your medium, that's what it is. Whatever your medium is, it doesn't matter. You can showcase your work on DeviantArt. Um, and it's a, a place primarily for anyone to go and look, but it's not just to exhibit art, but it's to discuss them also. That's one of the big things. And so recently, DeviantArt has come out with this really cool widget where you can take any of their pieces um, and you can embed them into blogs, web pages, etc. Now, professional artists, meaning And honestly, in my opinion, the only difference between a professional and an amateur is that you go professional once you get paid to do it. Mm -hmm. I don't think it has anything to do particularly with skill level. Um, 
although it's usually related to that. You know, anyway, that's a whole other podcast. But professionals are on there, some professional, some amateur, but there's some really cool art on there. So Jason and I have actually, uh, we, we found some cool art, and we, we do occasionally come across something that's so cool that we want to share it. So what we're doing is now on the blog, uh, when we post the show once a week, we're going to do what we call deviations of the week. And so we just did that, um, and I posted a picture of Dexter from the Showtime series. And Jason, uh, what did you post? A picture from The Land of Oz. Yes. Which is, and it, was that a, are are those the characters from the HBO television series? Is that the designs? Are they from the book? Well, but is that the book's official designs? Well, you see what I mean? I didn't know if, because I know there was an HBO cartoon for a while, wasn't there? Yeah. So I didn't know if those were designs from it that they used to and applied to the mythos of the book, or if it was... I think those are like the standard designs. Gotcha. Cool. I It'd be cool to find out when and how they originated, if they were original, like when the book was published. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But um, in any event, I just wanted to tell everybody listening, so you can check it out on the blog. Um, you know, it's the deviation of the week. Check it out. Um, Jason has a DeviantArt page, actually. Yep. And although uh, he is modest about it, um, I am going to tell you it is jsmc.deviantart.com. I am personally a fan of Jason's art. He does not like to, um, I guess, blow his own horn. No, toot his own horn, blow his own whistle, whatever you want to say. The idea is that um, I'm just giving Jason a plug because I like his artwork. Um, And we also are adding to our blog soon... Uh, Jason's Flickr photo stream, which I also enjoy very much. So you can check those out. But check out the Deviation of the Week, and feel free to email us any suggestions, things that you think we might enjoy based on things you've heard us talk about on the show. Um, Send it to us. And even if we don't put it in the Deviation of the Week, it might make the blog under the Deviations tab. So um, that's what we're doing on the blog. And keep an eye out, because we're going to be updating the blog soon, a total overhaul of uh, what it looks like. But on to our next topic. I just saw the Apple tablets. If this is indeed it. Yeah, this is from uh this is from wired.com. So they I don't think they would joke. But uh I guess last night, okay, <laughs> last night, last night, last episode, we were talking about the what Microsoft's code name is for their project. It's Courier and it's their tablet. Okay, so we figure, mm-hmm. let's give equal coverage. This is what's revealed about Apple's tablet. What do you think? Well, why don't you describe to the people listening what you're looking at? It looks like a very large iPhone. That is exactly what it looks like. And the screen is just cluttered with apps, it, little, little icons. It looks like an iPhone the size of a textbook. It looks like a nightmare to me. I don't really find excitement in this. No. I like my device the size it is. I don't need a giant one. A book size. You, can you imagine I, how much money the screen cover would cost for that? It looks like it'd be really heavy, too. It cost me 29 bucks for mine on an iPhone size. Yeah. Yeah. So take that. What is that? One, two, three, four, five. That's like six iPhones large. Yeah. So what is that? A lot of money. Like if you... Well, I don't know if they would literally... <laughs> yeah, I don't, it by, I don't know if they would sextuple the price. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. That'd be ridiculous. But look at that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope that's not real. I'm not paying $180 for a cover for it either. And how can... I'm lying. I why would. would they put a, a bar of icons in front of icons? Okay, if you've ever seen an iPhone, just so that you can see, and we'll, we'll link this. If you've ever seen an iPhone, it is the home row, and that sits at the bottom of the iPhone constantly. It is your anchor. It's usually the phone icon. I mean, you can put anything you want there, but it's usually the phone icon, the text message icon, the Safari icon, the email icon, and the iPod icon. That's well, usually four down there. Oh, so it well, minus I just made the iPod I, minus the iPod icon. Yeah. Oh, I'm. You know what it is? I switched my iPod and text message, so my text message is on my home bar now. Oh, that's good. So anyway, what Jason is saying is that on this giant book of iPhone apps logos iPhone app logos on top of that on the bottom row sitting on top of it is the home row now perhaps you push a button and it pops up and down yeah but that's but still why a giant iPhone if you can have so many apps on this one front page why do you need a little bar like this here I don't know listen all I know is that that's not exciting no it looks huge it looks like a, a Windows desktop with, with too many icons on it. Yeah. It, I don't know if it... Maybe it's hyper-functional. Maybe the, the draw is that it's super fast. Uh-huh. Like it's like a 3G S on steroids times two. Maybe it's like a MacBook Pro processor in there or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can tether it. Maybe you can do all the things the iPhone was supposed to do in the beginning. No. Um <laughs> Obviously, I love my iPhone, but I'm not going to turn a blind eye to what looks like strange design choice. Mm-hmm. Now, perhaps if I would have seen a photo of an iPhone before I actually used it, I would think, that looks awful. You know, because if you look at an iPhone screen, it looks cluttery also, in my opinion. It doesn't look as really? sleek as it could. Yeah. If you just open up the homepage of an iPhone, it looks foreign and cluttery if you've never seen one before. Just a lot. For most phones, it's just, it was daunting to me when I first got mine. I guess. But maybe you get used to it. But there are just so many there. Yeah, I know. Let's see here. There are nine, there are 81 icons on that screen. Mm -hmm. And actually, if you want to get an idea of how big it is, it's a nine by nine grid. So just look at your iPhone, which generally goes what four across yeah double that and add another row mm-hmm. and then do the same thing down below that so um in any event it's by the way it looks i'm not excited but also in courier's defense i got a fancy video of all the neat things it could do whereas i'm not seeing any of the functionality of this where it could be mind-blowing yeah and that could be the app's page maybe that's not the functional home screen maybe that's the apps tab or something i guess and they just showed that one because the public already is aware of the apps and everything so they would think okay well we don't want to reveal anything quite yet so we'll just go to the app screen people will recognize it and ta-da if you had to choose between courier and this based only on the speculative things we've seen so far which would you choose courier yeah so would i because it looked like magic, and this does not. 
Right. Now, again, of course, it's not apples to apples in the sense that this is a static image, whereas Courier had... And again, that was speculative. That was not an actual functioning prototype. That was an animation with a fake hand. So while in concept it's impressive, I would like to see it do that at that speed with that Mm -hmm. uh, smoothness without a blue screen, (laughs) without a Windows crash, without some goofy hard-to-use clunky interface Mm -hmm. and the stylus for courier i hope it's not one of those smart styli what's that it's where it's not actually a touch screen it's that there's a sensor in the stylus that oh that that you just hover over it yes and that is expensive man if you well the new e-reader there's a new a new e an Mm e-book reader that came out where that's the stylus that comes with it Mm -hmm. you lose that thing you can't just use a pen cap or a ds stylus i think that'd be difficult to do yeah. You, you mean use it? Yeah. Yes. No, I don't think it would be like that. I think it's touch. Which is great to think, but it's Microsoft. So you never know. <laughs> and and I don't I don't I say guess. that I don't say that bitingly. And this is probably just a um a, the, the courier is just a a repurposed usage of Surface, that mm-hmm. software that the came or the the, te- the technology that came out. I stuttered there. So maybe it's kind of a a through the pipeline down into a handheld device version of Surface. So you're probably right, but I just am always afraid with Microsoft because they make choices that I don't understand sometimes. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying they're bad choices because I they know the worldwide market and what's necessary in all different fields better than I would, you know, but it's not usually to my liking. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's the Apple tablet coming out rumored um, early 2010. So we'll have an iPhone tablet and Dante's Inferno probably right around the same time. I mean, not literally, but yeah. it'll be available for purchase. Right. Ooh, I just thought of something that might be good news. With this coming out, they might drop the price of the iPhone 3GS. Like yeah. when the iPhone 3GS came out, they dropped the price of the iPhone. Mm-hmm. That would be nifty. Sure. Because that would be ripe for the plucking. Yeah. I'd, I'd have my sights set on a 3GS. Mm-hmm. You know? I'd like one, too. Yes. So we did the we just did our first October cast, and we drank some delicious Jones soda. Is it Jones or Joneses? It J- says Jones, so... So it's Jones with an apostrophe at the end? No, it doesn't even have that. No, no, no. I'm saying if I pluralize it myself, it's Jones. Oh. I think it's Jones yeah, with an apostrophe so. at the end. So anyway, yeah. we had some Jones soda, and it was funny because as we were text messaging back and forth jason was like hey i'm gonna get some soda for the podcast and i was like oh cool he's like or no actually i didn't answer because i was looking for an emoji yeah which on the on the iphone it is a set of emoticons which are all kinds of um there are objects there are locations buildings um little hamburgers there are french fries (laughs) trophies eight balls weapons it's it's ridiculous anyway i was looking for a drink (laughs) as we were talking jason just emojied me a smiley face um i was looking for a little drink like a soda and i couldn't find one i couldn't find a soda anywhere he just emojied me a little puppy let's do the whole podcast from now on through emoji okay and you have to go online and we'll do those no words. no it'll still be an audio podcast <laughs> you'll just hear the iphone going whoop yeah ooh, isn't that exciting whoop, ooh. that's the sound of when you get when you send or receive a text message on an iphone mm-hmm. whoop, ooh, 
Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. So that's the sound. Um, anyway, I was like, "There's no soda," and then it got me thinking about emoji, which I looked the word emoji up, and it's actually that's the Japanese term for picture characters or emoticons, and that's usually used wirelessly, like uh, mostly with cell phones and different mobile devices and things like that, but. Um, <laughs> Jason is sabotaging my thoughts with emoji. <laughs> he sent me. If you know any video game memes, you will know somebody set up somebody set us up the bomb, and he used two of the like the bowling ball candle looking old school Danger Mouse, Rocky and Bullwinkle bombs. Yep. In any event, emoji. Emoji, the word emoji got me thinking about emoticons, and I thought, Mm -hmm. huh. But here's what made me think about it. All this about the soda and everything to say that Mm. when talking about emoticons, different people choose to do them different ways, right? And I, for the eyes, use an equal sign instead of using the dots. Because to me, the dots are kind of beady, like shifty eyes. Oh. So I use the equal sign in the smiley face. And so I was thinking, and I thought about this, and I was like, huh, let me ask Jason, like, you use the colon for yeah. the eyes. Yep. Have you ever thought to yourself, because I use the equal sign all the time, I have for years, have you ever taken note of that? Yeah, I don't like it. You don't like it? <laughs> no. Why not? It looks more like a happy smiley face. Ugh. No, I just don't like the look of it. You don't? No. Oh, come on. Sorry. I don't know. I don't. Well, I don't care for the look of the colon. That well, sounds me, awful alone. If someone just pulled that sound clip out of this podcast, I don't like the look of the colon. <laughs> 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 well, what were you going to say before I? The 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 colon looks so like uh, just the regular smiley face to me. I don't know. You know, I'm the dash thinking is, of, the the equal sign is too. They're too long. No, it looks like a Walmart smiley face. I'm rolling back emoticons. I'm texting you with the lowest prices of any text. <laughs> well, here's the thing that I thought of. I was like, well, let me do a little research because I started thinking, well, is there anyone else who uses the equal sign? First of all, I can't really find anybody. And second of all, I was looking it up, and emoticons are they're very, very old. How old would you say they are? Just as a guess. 1800s. The 1800s. Sure. You're exactly right. Okay. Hey. The antecedent of the emoticon was actually published in the March 30th issue of Puck. P-U-C-A. Puck. And uh, that was in 1881. And uh, you should see them. Uh, And we should post those as well. They're, uh, I have no concept of anything that went on before 1900. Really? They're publishing in the early 1800s. I just, I don't know what went on back then. Oh, yeah, you're like, what, they published then? I have no sense of the history of, of what, what, where anything started. Well, that was when... Just we... like when we were talking about the, uh, the Plague Doctors, that was in the Halloween podcast, um... That was in, like, 1350, it said. Yeah. That's so long ago. I have no concept of what it was like back then. 
I really don't either. I've I've been indoctrinated by Hollywood and yeah, that's not you know real things like though. that. But <clears throat> I think I have a solid. I have no. I just premise. have no concept of what inventions came when and how long we've had certain things. I don't either. I don't either as far as inventions and things of that nature. But I, I think I have a solid idea from about the mid 1700s to now. Like, oh yeah, this is it's about when this happened. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't tell you like when certain states joined the Union or anything like that. So that is that's out of control. Maybe we could do a, a multicast one of these weeks about kind of a history of everything, like a timeline or I don't know, some kind of exploration of that where we're just like perhaps pull strange facts. Like, did you realize this has only been around for X years? Like 10 years we've had this, or did you realize this has been around for 200 years, but only became popular and, you know, maybe stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, well, but you did nail the emoticons thing. It was the 1800s, 1881. Would you ever have guessed? No. That they were even in print? Is that when it started? Or when it started? As I, I would have guessed that they were in print. Really? I, yeah, I, did, I didn't um, think that they were... Which, it's like, why wouldn't they be doing emoticons? I don't know. I don't know. It's like, but these, these emoticons, you know how ours on the internet now, the current popular ones, they're tilted to their side. Yeah. The popular, I think, what I've noticed, the popular justification is tilted to the left. So that the eyes come first, followed by the mouth. Yeah. It confuses me when people do the mouth followed by the eyes because at first I think they're frowning. Like it's weird the way that it, and maybe. I don't see many people do that. Me either, but occasionally they do and it's like, whoa, oh, okay. Are you happy? Oh, yes, no. Anyway. Well, these take the the justification left and put them back upright, Mm -hmm. quote unquote. Almost like um, another style, which the, uh, another style of emoticons, which I don't know if these are still considered emoji, but. The Asian style is actually um, upright, mm-hmm. um, and they use um, like different, a different, totally different style than what we usually do in the Western style. But anyway, the the one that the ones that first premiered were using uh, parentheses, periods, and it would make a full face. Like the parentheses were the eyebrows, periods were the eyes. Um, and then a, a, a period was the nose, and then an, a parenthesis, or a, a parenthesis was the, I don't know if that's a singular or plural, I don't know how to do that, but <laughs> the parenthesis mm-hmm. was the mouth, and they did that straight across, and the, the, the four that they did were joy, melancholy, indifference, and astonishment. So I don't know, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Do you think there is a common knowledge of what each of those meant? That's a really good point. Kind of like how now mm-hmm. people have come to learn it. Yeah. I don't know if this was widely circulated enough or mm-hmm. if this was kind of just like a, you know, something that was before its time, so to speak. I was very, very interested. And then, uh, like, it, telegraphic operators, um, they, they had a a guide. Like, this is their guide of operating procedures mm-hmm. and this is in 1857 so this is before the emoticons but they use morse code and it was funny because there was a documented use in there it said number 73 means love and kisses huh. but then later on they made it a little more formal and it was um turned into best regards hmm. one final thing 
um, about emoticons that was uh, interesting was that it says that if you look a New York Times transcript from Abraham Lincoln's speech written in 1862 um, was discovered. So a New York Times transcript was discovered and um, it appears to contain a winking emoticon, but it says that it's unclear whether it's an actual use of one or a typo. Hmm. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. I also thought it was a bit uh, apropos, if you would, because emoticon is in fact a portmanteau, which we talked about last show. Yeah. It is the portmanteau of the words emotion and icon. Yep. So there you go. Well, I will continue to use the equal sign. Well, you do that. I will. So hopefully I uh, won't disgust you quite so much. (laughs) My smiley faces bring you pain. Yeah. So Adrian and I have been talking about uh, possible wedding dates. Which, by the way, I meant to mention this. What? Uh, One or two podcasts ago, you called her your girlfriend. Yeah, she's my fiance, but yeah, it's 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 strange to me to say that. So, and it's something that it's I a quiet thought. No, that's a quiet thought, man. No, it's not, and it's it's something that just because you know I've never said that before. So I know I'm I just I'm just it. messing with you. Yeah, Adrian, I'm just saying, Adrian. <laughs> she doesn't listen to these, so don't worry. <laughs> that's okay. My girlfriend <laughs> doesn't listen either. Oh, I could be like, oh man, yeah. Yeah, anyway, I'm not going to say anything because this will be the one she'll listen to because that is the law of my odds. I see. Yeah, so we're not going to do that. Um, Honey, I love you. So uh, we were thinking of January 1st, uh, 2011. Yeah. So it's like 1111. Ah. Hey, one of those things. I like that. Yeah, it's pretty neat. And since it's January 1st, it's like start of the very start of the new year i think it's very cool man yeah good for you um i'm gonna be busy that day oh okay the world's gonna be ending no i'm just kidding yeah that's 2012 one year oh yeah i gotta change my calendar um anyway so uh she is jewish so we're gonna have a jewish wedding and in a jewish wedding you're supposed to stand under this canopy right um, I forget what it's called, but so I just thought about this yesterday and I asked her, how tall is the canopy? Cause you're a tall fella. Am I going to fit under it? I don't know. I don't know. Is there a traditional height? <laughs> I don't know. Ah, uh, you're going to have to, oh, you have to do forced perspective shots. No pictures. You'll have to stand like further forward uh-huh. and make it look like you're both on the same level in the same area. It's just really a camera trick, man. That works. Yeah. I hope you're not going to, like, break the, like, the Hasidic Judaic customs by being too tall for that thing. <laughs> what are you, like, six, seven? Six, four, I think. How did I come up with six, seven? I, I don't know. I don't know. I used to want to be seven foot. Yeah? How's that working out now? <laughs> it's not working out, really. It's hard to find a comfortable bed. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, it's hard enough for me to find shoes now, so... Yeah. Well, what size shoe do you wear? 14. Oh, I wear 13. I'm only 6 foot. Yeah, I see a lot of 13s. I see hardly any 14s. Yeah. Which is... Well, you say you see a lot of 13s, but in the ones that I want, I rarely see 13s. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, 
Didn't you just recently go to a a convention, like a wedding show or something? Yes. And uh, why'd you go? I mean, obviously you're planning a wedding, but I think it was very wise. Adrian had a good plan, and you told me. She wanted to win free things. Yeah. So we'd have to spend less. Which is why I think... That's I think that's why they have them in the fashion and the form that they do. I think it's very wise. They get a lot of attendees to go to their convention, and then they open up the the exhibitor floor mm-hmm. where all the vendors are, and there are a bunch of people who want to win free stuff. So they are visiting all the booths to sign up for all the free stuff. Yeah. Which is very wise on all parts, and everybody wins. I guess. Well, the vendors get solid leads. Yeah. And the the attendees get... Free stuff. Well, some. Yeah. Some I was, don't get anything. Some don't get anything. And you know what? I got uh, a lot of free sweets. Oh. Chocolate fountains and cakes. Jason stole a chocolate fountain. That's right. I'm sitting on it right now. It was so good, I, I took it. I have strawberries between every one of my toes. <laughs> I'm sitting on a chocolate fountain right now. That's lovely. Feeding myself with my feet. Um, yeah, and then there's a, a custom, I guess. You've probably seen it in, like, movies or something. Where wait, wait, wait. They break the wine bottle. They put it in a cloth. And I don't think psh- it's a bottle. I think it's a, a glass. A wine glass. That Ooh. they step on. See, don't leave me in charge of doing Jewish customs. <laughs> but, I'd be um, bloodied and messy. I'd be I'm like, this about- wine bottle broke all over my foot. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Oh. I'm talking about uh, being lifted in the chairs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is, there a, is there a rule? Can I help with that? I don't know what I don't I have no idea what it's about, but I'm just wondering who's gonna be able to lift me. There's gonna be a lot of us. It's gonna have to be a lot of us. I, I guess. You don't even know the strength of the Jewish culture. <laughs> oh, stop. You don't know. Here, look at this man. Oh wow, there is Jason showing me a picture of what looks like Bill Gates behind a chocolate <laughs> fountain. <laughs> I don't know who That's that so is. It's funny because I thought the same thing. It he does look, look like he Bill looks Gates. like Bill Gates behind a chocolate fountain. When he's fountain. not behind the chocolate fountain, he does not. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I think we should post that on our blog. <laughs> sure. Just the post is called Bill Gates behind a chocolate fountain. <laughs> no. And they just like, and then a link to this episode. Okay. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah. Maybe with a timestamp so they can fast forward. No, you know what? They can listen to the whole thing. Sure. Uh, yeah, so it'll I think be interesting. I came off a little angrier than I really meant it. Hmm. You know what I was, it was funny because you were like, yeah, and then uh, you were telling me about how she wanted to win things, and then you told Mm -hmm. me that you guys won something, and I was like, oh, tell me it wasn't a ham, like a free ham. Yeah. Because that's, if if you know, the Jewish culture doesn't eat anything that's not kosher, including, they they don't eat anything with... um, They are not, like, hardcore. Like, I think her parents will eat ham if... They have a little bacon every once in a while. She doesn't, I just, I think she just doesn't like the taste of it. That's why she doesn't eat it, but it's not, they're not like hardcore religious. That is how my girlfriend is. She doesn't really yeah. care too much. I mean, she'll eat it in certain ways. She's like, oh, mm, that's pretty good. But she's, she's usually not going to go and order ham or. She's and, and, Jewish? No. I'm, I'm, well, I'm just saying that's how she is about ham. She oh. Just, <laughs> just period. Which oh. I'm not necessarily what I would call a ham seeker. Yeah. But if it's around, I'm like, all right. I don't choose it usually on a sandwich, but I can destroy a honey-baked ham. And I don't like ham. Ooh, yama. I like other pork products, but not ham. Hmm. Have you, is it the saltiness of it? Usually that's what people tell me. They say it's too salty. I've had it, and it was sweet. Oh, well, that's the opposite. That's when it has a very thick honey glaze or, or a brown Maybe sugar glaze it, or something like on that. the outside. I like pork chops and bacon. 
Yeah, I'll go there. That's Let's do good. this. Yeah. I love me some bacon. Yeah. Yes. And that makes almost any fast food product better. Yeah? Yeah. Do you like it crispy or like kind of mm, undercooked no. a little? I like it undercooked a little. Me too. I like it undercooked it's a little. soft and... A little, not quite rubbery, but just soft. Yeah, yeah. I'm not against crispy, but I just... It kind of takes some of the juiciness out of yeah. it, that flavor. Yeah. I just love that thing. <laughs> I want to drink my bacon. <laughs> oh, no, not really. But I love that. I do. Um. So, yes, they are... Uh, gonna have a wedding here in and, this room. Yep, right here. Oh, next to that'll be fun. Next to Jack Skellington <laughs> and the Bone Daddy Five, <laughs> and we'll wear all these masks. I'm pointing at different things because, like I said, Jason's room is Halloween themed mostly, and so I'm just pointing at different trinkets, whatnots, and uh, horror gigs. Yeah, based on Halloween. Anyway. Congratulations. I think I said that before, but just mentioning it again, congratulations, and uh, I'm excited to see how this unfolds, and um, I'm sure that by the end of it, your fiancé will hate me because I'll be like, let's cover it all on the show. (laughs) (laughs) For whatever reason, I'm sure that there are people out there who might be able to benefit from information on weddings as it comes, but Hmm. I figured uh, we can close out with something that I saw on I-4. Okay. Um, I was driving down I-4, and I-4 has one of those new digital billboards where the image changes to um, match whatever is going on. I love these digital billboards because, mostly because I love uh, marketing. And so, to me, the idea of being able to do an advertisement for an event that's happening that night, mm-hmm. and then it's gone the next day, versus someone having to design an advertisement that's going to last for a month or you know what i mean mm-hmm. i like the idea of that i also like as someone who used to sell advertising i'm happy for the people who are selling the billboard because that means they can sell advertising space to different advertisers all at once versus selling advertising space to just one advertiser for the month or the week or whatever right also putting up and taking down billboards is quite a hassle i've heard mm-hmm. so i'm driving down i4 and out of the corner of my eye, I actually know my brother Matt was driving down I four. I was a passenger. We had uh, the iPod on. We were cranking Metallica, and I go, "Wait a second, what is that?" And I see on the digital billboard, it is just Japanese writing in black on a red background, and under that is the Seven Eleven logo. What exactly? What's so, that about? Well, what would you do? If you saw that, I wouldn't do anything. You wouldn't? If you were curious about it, what would you do? I guess go to 7-Eleven. No? No, I Googled it, man. <laughs> okay, I didn't know what you wanted me to say. I'm sorry. I was just thinking, like, what if you see something that's I curious to you? I would see it. I would think it's interesting, and I probably wouldn't think about it again. Well, my my girlfriend, she is always saying, oh, baby, really? I look up everything if someone goes hey what's the blanket blanket? i go i don't know i'll check someone goes because i do it so much (laughs) like she's not really serious she just goes really (laughs) she goes you have a problem (laughs) because i'll look up i'll go you know what's the difference between this and this she goes i'm not sure and i'll go i'll find out (laughs) so anyway do you get knowledge I agree. Oh, no. It's just, it's not common for people to do it immediately on the spot, I guess. Trust me, I, I don't get ridiculed, but I'm always like, what? What's the big deal? Yeah. Anyway, um, but her and 
like her friends and stuff. They don't taunt me, but they're just like, oh, there goes Tim. He looks up everything. They just kind of rib me a little bit about uh-huh. it. Whatever. So I'm driving down the side of the road, and I go to the 7-Eleven website. Well, first I Google 7-Eleven Japanese character promotion. Mm-hmm. Nothing. 7-Eleven billboard promotion. Nothing that's mm-hmm. similar. 7-Eleven Japanese. Nothing. 7-Eleven Chinese. Nothing. I mean, I'm getting results, but nothing that is what I'm looking for. Right. Okay, so I go to the the 7-Eleven homepage. Nothing. Just, of course, their regular standard franchise information and different things of that nature. And so I'm like, all right, well, what's this? A customer support number. So, yes, I did. I called it. <laughs> and I said, hi, listen. And they're like, yes, sir, how, how, may me, how may we help you today? And I said, well, I just was driving down the highway, and I explained exactly what happened. And the woman said, hold on, let me ask my supervisor. <laughs> so she put me on hold, and she came back, and she asked me, no, I'm going to ask you. I just confused myself there. Have you ever heard of a character called Domo? Yes. Do you know what Domo is? Yes. Okay. Domo, for anyone listening who doesn't know, is that square brown character you've seen with the open mouth with the sharp white teeth and the red interior of the mouth and the little black eyes. Yeah. It is the logo for Japanese, a Japanese uh, television station, their most prominent television station over there. Yeah, the mascot. They're, I'm sorry, not the logo, the mascot. Well, I guess he's coming to 7-Eleven via Slurpee Cups and promotional items and things like that. You and know, that, he's at Target now. Yes, that's or well and, since last year, I think. Right, and that's what I've always seen, like Domo yeah. beanies and things like that. I don't even know if the people wearing it know what it is. I think they uh. just think it looks cool and it looks almost like anime-ish or like mm. that Japanese style. Yeah. But I've seen backpacks, lunchboxes, all those things, but that's how 7-Eleven was advertising it. I guess it's a huge thing. I guess it's very popular here in America. Um, and so I thought that was interesting, but I guess Domo is coming to 7-Eleven. So I, just, I wanted to tell you that story because... It just it was a little bit about marketing, and then I just wanted to talk a little bit about Domo because I didn't know exactly what that was, even though I'd seen it before. I wonder why it's invading all of a sudden. I don't know. I don't know, and I also don't know why they would advertise it that way. Hmm. Be- because I didn't know. Okay, I look up everything, and it was really hard for me to find out. Mm-hmm. In other words, was that ad ineffective? Do you think that the people who like Domo can actually read that in Japanese? I think that's a stretch. Yeah. So to me, I was like, it should at least say Domo is coming. Yo, no, no, no. Here, here's what it should be. Japanese and subtitled, it says Domo is coming. Ah. See? Then I'd go, Domo is coming. And I'd Google Domo 7-Eleven. And that would lead me to some information that would help me to know that I should be preparing myself to purchase Domo items at 7-Eleven. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. Here, so, I have to show you something real quick. So, Okay, I'm going to pause this, and Jason's going to show me something on the YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> we just watched a YouTube video of Domo, or Domo-kun, as he's known. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, that was hilarious. Because usually, he um, he's in stop-motion animation, yeah. usually. Um, but apparently the one that you just showed me is an actual video and I'm not going to spoil it. We'll post that as well underneath the episode. Um, in any way, in any way, in any event, um, Domo, if you've ever wondered, he's the mascot of 
NHK television in Japan, who actually, they choose to use the letters NHK for, from what I've heard, from what I've been made to understand, mm-hmm. they choose to use their call letters as NHK in English to be able to cross over to American viewers. Oh. That's how important it is to them. But anyway, <clears throat> Domo or Domo-kun is the mascot of Japan's NHK television station, and you have seen him invading. Um, so in 2008, Target used him in their Halloween promotions. Yeah. And so <clears throat> now here he comes to 7-Eleven. I have to tell you. I mean, you said you don't want to spoil the video, but I have to tell you. So if you don't want the video spoiled, just turn this off now. No, It's not going to spoil anything. All right. Um, so, so bad. I don't know what he's saying because it's in Japanese, mm-hmm. but uh, so bad. I want, I wanted that to be like the ser- most serious story he was telling, like reporting on, yeah, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> 10 deaths or something. Yeah, yeah. And then Tomo just comes in and breaks through the background and the camera just switches from the anchor to what Tomo's doing. <laughs> like, he's that important. That I would love to see if there's a translation video. I don't know. There might be. Maybe. So anyway, oh wow! Well, it's classic. We'll post that. And um, whew. well, this has been the Multi Geek Show, um, and this is officially episode seven. And this was recorded, actually, technically, October first, two thousand and nine. Mm-hmm. And um, thank you so much for listening. As always, thanks for visiting the blog. Um, you can contact us at multigeekshow at gmail.com and as always we love to hear your feedback and uh, have an incredible week yep. so we'll talk to you next week thanks bye